Welcome to SME Funding. My name is Lynette Sunduli and I'm the CEO of Innate Investment Solutions. And I'm joined as usual on air by Kumaran Padayachi, who's the CEO of Spartan. Kumaran and I each week take a little bit of time to demystify the world of funding, particularly for young businesses that now want to encounter funding but um, are faced with a number of different challenges and need support in terms of bettering their funding applications. So one of the things that we also often see um, on this show is a great many businesses that need funding but tend to go to the funder when it's all urgent everyone's panicked and it's probably just too late to get the type of funding that you need upfront and as urgently as you require it. Kumaran, I'm sure you've seen it all in your office. The wide-eyed, startled and completely rattled entrepreneur who needed the money last week but is only now at your desk today and would prefer that you made the transfer in the next 15 minutes. But as we know, the real world doesn't work that way. And I know that one of the big things that you specifically always talk about is plan, 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 forecast, forecast, forecast. But how do I, as a young business, begin to remove this panic and this frustration with the funding process and begin to take away the things that ultimately get in the way of me seeking funding. So let's just talk about what last minute funding requirements take away from us when we arrive in that state. Take away almost everything. Any funder you're going to, first of all, when you're going at the last minute, they, and you, if you come across as desperate, because you are going to be desperate, that anxiety can be very off-putting for any funder. Right? So f- the first thing they take away from you is even the right for them to even look at the application. They may not even give you the funding. The next is obviously negotiation. Mm. Right? A big factor in any negotiation for anything you're negotiating in the world, a big lesson about this is time. Mm-hmm. Who has time on the side can often win a negotiation. Right? Absolutely. So you don't have time. So how can you ask about all the different things and questions? Mm-hmm. Sec, uh, another problem that it could take away from you, you don't have the, because you don't have the time, you also can't go to multiple funders. Yes. And when you're going to only one, as opposed to two or three, can you evaluate options? Do you even have options? Mm-hmm. You don't have options. Mm-hmm. So you generally have to accept the terms that are there, or sometimes the traditional funders that are legitimate and professional and how they do it may not be the market. You're going to some slim shady on the side and, and getting, you know. And getting bad terms mm. because you did not have leverage and you just didn't have time to make sure that the you cost, came out with the win-win. The cost is, is exorbitant. Yeah. You know, emotional yeah. cost, the extra collateral you're giving, the onerous terms, maybe mm. the rates, you know, it could be. It could go on. Mm. So, Kumaran, let's then look at now we've gone past the stage where we're absolutely desperate, we're an absolute flap, and we've probably made some pretty bad decisions. I'm just asking way. why this we, happens. Why is this happening? Um, why are we always urgently at the very last minute at that front door now looking for this funding? I think, you know, we have to have an empathetic view as well. You know, um, we, because anyone funding SMEs, you can't look at SMEs or an entrepreneur with disdain. It requires mm. some level of empathy. So what happens? It's they're trying to do the world, trying to do a lot with very little resources. And that straight away means the entrepreneur and his management team or executive team are doing the jobs of, each person is doing the job of maybe two or three persons. Mm. So generally they're taking care of crisis and the urgent and there's not much time to plan. So that 
diminished resources, that lack of bandwidth, which is typical for an SME entrepreneurial mm. business, is the first thing that causes the problem. Absolutely. Right? Why plan ahead? I'm just taking care of the fire now. You know? yeah. So that's the one thing. The other thing is that they may not have the full skill sets. So you say, yes. oh, I've got to go and get this accountant to help me with this exercise. I'll mm. get that later. I can't afford it. Mm. There could be those uh, uh, types of reasons. Well, I uh, guess with the skill sets as well, I think it's really important for us to note that not everybody has an accounting brain mm. or a, ba a brain that enjoys working with Excel in any instance. And so there's so, no forecast, right? Yes, Excel so there's no forecast. forecast. So if you're not doing the forecast, you can't see, oh, in month six, I'm going to have that problem. Let exactly. me now start in advance. Mm. If there's no mm. forecast, mm. you won't know in month six you're going to be in the doing, right? Absolutely. And, and the, the last point of why you can also get into, into, into problems like this is uh, there's no buffers. Yes. Right? Everything is on razor's edge. What's buffer? Buffer is cash buffer. You know, if you've got excess profits and the business is doing very well, scaled up, more margins, more profit, more, more kind of people, you can afford a little tornado here and there. Mm. But if, you, uh, if you're an SME, a little bit of a bad storm, never mind a tornado. A teaspoon you know, of rain. <laughs> so that's the thing. Lack of buffers also causes you the, it makes everything urgent. You okay. Know? So now that Kamaran, we've identified what keeps us in this mode of panic, as it were, when it comes to funding. We need to start looking at how we can plan now to turn this around. I'm not great at Excel. I don't have time to do this. Perhaps I don't have an in-house finance person who can be looking at all the different activities and all the different levers in this business that ultimately help me to plan and to forecast better. Yeah. Now, how do I begin to turn this around? What do I need to prioritize as I begin to say, sure, this planning business needs to sit right up there with the issue yeah. of sales and managing costs in this business? Yeah, so it's by doing the unsexy work. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think also besides the bandwidth, sometimes entrepreneurs and avoid the unsexy work. But you know what's unsexy? When you're on your knees begging for funding <laughs> or sucking your thumb at night mm. needing mm. the, you know, uh, trauma. Work. is not That's cute. unsexy. <laughs> so the, what, what does the unsexy work actually look like? It means, okay, I don't have the time necessarily and I don't have the skills. Let's assume it's one or two of the both. But let me get my accountant, either internal or external, mm -hmm. and we plan. We plan one day or, or three hours a month mm -hmm. or three hours every two weeks, right? We sit and work on it as a project. Just like how yes. you're planning to run the Conrad's Marathon. You don't yes. get up one morning and decide to ride it. You, there's a whole five months process to build up leading to that, right? Mm -hmm. So you slowly put that in your diary as a fixed appointment, right, with yourself mm -hmm. or with your accountant. And you sit and go through that planning with the forecast because it first starts with the forecast. Yes. Because you can't know, you can't plan ahead knowing what dip you're going to have without doing that. Yes. And, and so that's the, put, put it in the diary. Put, and, and then if you don't have the right type of accountant or advisor around this, go and find someone. Yes. Right? Because it's a skill set. So it's that setting up the time, look at it as a preparing for the marathon, yeah. find the right skills and put the bloody thing in the diary. Mm. Those mm. three mm. simple things that are a pragmatic start yes. to getting to plan to do the forecast, which is the first part of planning ahead for founding needs. So when we come back from the break of Kumaran, I want to talk a little bit about research as well as relationships in the world of funding. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to SME Funding. So before the break, Kumaran and I were talking about desperation is not cute when it comes to funding and what we can do better in planning ahead for our funding needs. Kumaran, you know, we started unpacking some of the ways in which we can prevent the panic of funding and the frustration that often comes with it that is related to timing as well as forecasting in our business. Let's talk a bit about um, building relationships with funders because I think we have different needs in our businesses related to funding. And often when we need something urgently, nothing beats either picking up the phone or talking to somebody that we already have a relationship with. And at the best of times, the first time most of us start and initiate a relationship with the funder is at the point in time when we've got an application in our hand and we need somebody to fund us last week. The starting point is to first acknowledge that every single business requires funding at some point in its mm -hmm. life, sometimes regularly, sometimes at different intervals. Once you acknowledge that, then you can begin to know that the relationships are important. Mm. Then it's incumbent on the entrepreneur to figure out what category of funding they require for their peculiar business. Yes. So if they're a manufacturing business or a trucking business, they require asset finance. Mm. If they're into the importing of stock and, 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 and manufacturing, they require some kind of uh, stock financing, perhaps, mm. or purchase order or debtor financing. Those various different elements, right? Mm -hmm. Why that's important, then you can begin to research yes. the three or four or five players in each of those categories, not just mm -hmm. the banks, banks and, and more, and right? other intermediaries right. that you can use. And then yes. find ways to connect with them yes. and, and meet with them. Call them up, meet, find out how it works. Because you're not just meeting with any old funder for any old need. No. You've researched it first of all, what your categories are, remember? Mm -hmm. So you know, at some point I'm gonna need this type of. And meet with them, ask the, how it works, what the thing is, research with them all their terms, their conditions, how long they take, all those types of things. Mm -hmm. So now you know, and you write a little uh, notes for each mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. and then that helps you to say, okay, I've met the person, I know how they work, they've got my details, and so I can, it'll help me in the planning now. That's a practical way to do it. Absolutely, and it's so, it's so, so important again there too, to also do the research. And very often we have the solutions, but we just don't go to the right place in the, in the first place. And here you are with limited time, with all of this panic and you're wasting time still knocking on the doors that are not going to help you in any event. Mm. So Kumaran, as we now expand into planning ahead, one of the things in that come from relationships is that very quickly as part of that research, we've got to be aware of what our short term, medium term, as well as our long term um, funding goals and requirements are. How do you set the, that process into motion in your business? And what should you be typically looking at that will give you indicators of the type of facilities that you can then begin to go and tap into? Right. So the first thing is start with uh, some kind of a forecast, even if it's for yourself. And mm. even if you don't know Excel or how to do forecast, study it up. It's not mm. complicated. Take a piece of paper and start writing it down. Okay, so you'd say, this is the sales I want to do this coming year. Let's say it's a mm. million rand a month. So you write down, it's literally like this. Yes. January all the way to December. Each month you put it down and say, oh, okay, but hang on, I've got a seasonal business, don't I? Mm. Uh, December, Jan and Feb is no good and maybe no, April is bad. Mm. So historically, what has that shown? That shown has been suppressed, right? Are the holidays a bit different this year around? Is the economy a bit different this year around? So you, you drop those months, because mm -hmm. right? that now means problem coming, right? Yes. Right? So, but you put it down in advance, Yes. right? That, 
December and Jan and April are bad months. So you put it, so that would be million rand a month every month, but those months is 500,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Straight away you show the drop, right? Mm -hmm. Then you put your costs, all the different costs down, right? Yeah. And you put all those things down and say, listen, but uh, am I increasing wages in March or December? When do I increase? What is that by? And you, you forecast that. Hang on, I'm planning my rent is going up by a certain amount. Yes. When is it going up? You, you adjust it each month, you show it, right? Because yes. that all affects cash. All if you haven't done that, that's all going to steal the cash, cash. from the buckets, mm. doesn't, doesn't mm. it? And so you put all those kinds of things down. Mm. And then you get to, it starts off with your income statement. Then you go into your cash flow and say, listen, yeah, but hang on now, these guys are paying me what? Right? Mm -hmm. They're paying, my customers are paying me 60 days uh, or 30 days, whatever it is. The economy is going rough. What's the trends? Do they, mm. Are they going to be paying me later? What can I do? Can I bring it forward? Do you have to tolerate them abusing me? You forecast that. Yes. Okay? And, and it's best to be conservative in your forecast. To say, yes. okay, listen, they, my debtors are paying me, let's mm -hmm. assume, 30 days. But things are a bit tight in the economy. Maybe I'll still keep them on 30, but allow for the fact things may go worse and go into 45 days on average. So mm -hmm. you put that into your forecast. Because mm -hmm. now if it hits the fan, at least you've planned for it, right? Yes. My suppliers, you put that down, what those terms are. And that spills out how much of cash you need now. Yeah. Every month, yeah. and you can see, oh, those months, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. Those so, months, I'm gonna, so you can so see. So once it. you've identified the trends in your in your specific business, seasonality, and you've also now costs. identified all the different costs. You've looked at everything from What's your contracts, the, the escalations, yeah. your yeah. different needs and requirements. Immediately when you talk about April, for instance, which is traditionally sort of that Easter break or mm. December and January when none of us make any money during that holiday right. break, you immediately know what your short and your medium term needs are. Right. So now you can immediately then say those costs will need to be covered by something That's that may or may not I, be sales. And now how you can kind of do this is say, okay, listen, hey, listen, this year is going to be a bit tough. Even I'm worried about I may lose this customer. Mm. One of my big customers. So now you start writing out a plan, right? To say, okay, I need that bloody million rand to be the same way. And I think I'm going to lose this guy. So let me go and try and find some extra customers up front to compensate for that. For those because when that happens, that's going to need a cash flow requirement. Yes. Are you planning for that, right? Yes. The seasonality, or those low months of December, Jan, and then April, we can say, okay, these months are great. Mm. In those great months, let me put the money away in a fixed deposit account, a sinking fund. Yes. So that otherwise, if it's just there, uh -huh. and you're not disciplined in your management, the there goes into everywhere, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> so you take this thing and you put it in the side, and at least you've got a portion of that deficit that you need set aside, mm -hmm. right? And then you go, and you can get pre-approved funding for certain things. Uh -huh. So, you know, if for bonds... And car finance, you can get pre-approved funding. Yes, you can. Uh, for business financing, a large part of it you can't. Mm -hmm. But some aspects of working capital finance, like an overdraft, you can. Right. So then you go to the bank and say, "Listen, I've worked this out." And if they interrogate you, you can. You, you can, can actually it, show them. The right. Exercise. And so they would. Now you can negotiate putting the facility in place, what collateral they need. They will charge you a commitment fee because okay. no one wants to just give you a facility. It costs them money to assess it, to put the paperwork in place. That's and to fair. also hold it and also because hold it. of how the right. system works. So they're works, going to charge right? you that facility, yes. that admin fee. That's normal with funding. Mm. But they're also going to charge you a commitment fee. Let's say, okay, that's set aside for you. It's committed. It's mm -hmm. yours. And you have to pay for that. But it's okay. It's nominal and it's worth it. And so now you've got it in advance. You've paid mm. the commitment fee. It's pre-approved. And when that rainy day comes, which you know it's going to come, yes. it's there. And you may want to add a little bit of buffer on top. 
even you on should. your forecast After itself, doing that, because you, whatever you come to, right, you should so when add you, When more. you do the forecast, you have sensitivity analysis, yes. right? So which is, you do what you see is going to, how things are going to go down, mm -hmm. as I described it, and you can do a high road one, which is, hang on, let's say I shoot it out the stars a little bit, so it'll look a bit more rosy. What I advocate is do the dark road one. Uh -huh. Okay, let's say I lose two more customers. Let's say a crap December and Jan goes into a bad Feb. Yes. Uh, let's assume my costs go up a little bit higher, the exchange uh -huh. rate, or this or that. So, okay, damn it, let me just add another 20. I'm using a lot of bad language, eh? Mm -hmm. another, <laughs> another 20%, 20 yes. What, you know what they say when you start a business, that whatever your savings are, you should actually have four times that? That's it. So the same type of principle should probably apply to how you account for those buffers. All right. When Kumaran and I come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about planning ahead and practical interventions that you can implement in your business to get your forecasting right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this episode of SME Planning. So before the break, Kumaran and I have been talking about how to forecast your short-term, your medium-term, as well as your long-term funding requirements in your business. Kumaran, these are not the only levers that you need to look at when we talk about trends. But how do we now practically take all of our short, medium, and long-term um, funding needs and begin from there to develop a planning forecast that helps us with our funding needs? So on the, on the planning, the other elements that we can, we can do is first of all, one's got to be in love with their business. Because when you're in love with your business, you know all the nuances of everything involved, right? Mm -hmm. it's, not a, it's not a drudge work. So it's yes. a conversation with your accountant or, or your financial manager or whatever, uh, yeah, right? And uh, you want to say, well, listen, I don't like these types of customers. You know, if I look at it, you know what? We've got one customer giving us only 30% uh, of our business. That's mm -hmm. a bit dangerous. So you've got to allow for the fact that you want to put a strategy in place to get a bit more customers. Okay. And then you may say, that 30% guy, he's paying us 90 days because he knows he's <laughs> our biggest. And by that 90 days is affecting our cash flow. So I tell you what, I'm going to make sure in the next six months, I'm going to try and get three more customers that replace him. And so I can have the courage and don't feel insecure to drop his terms back down to what everyone else is paying. Yes. So that's the conversation. Now you may want to put that in your cash flow, but you probably should put that in your better case scenario, not the dark cloud one, because that may or may not happen, right? But you need to put it down. So you say, okay, what will that look like? And you say, oh, wow. Instead of going to ask the manager for extra million rand, if I just do that move, and these other things, I've actually got an extra million to save in the bank account. Absolutely. So it's very powerful seeing it, because it, it's a motivator for you. Yes. The other thing is, it could be like, if I'm forecasting sales to go up 30% this year, on what miracle is that going to happen, right? Yes. Just uh, <laughs> summer or what? You may yeah. say, well, depending on your type of business, it could be, well, I need to open up another branch, yes. or I need to buy another truck or another manufacturing equipment, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. That is now some kind of a capital expense. Yes. So that needs to be funded. So how is that going to be? When am I going to do that? In month six? Okay, fine. And how much is that going to cost? A million rand? And uh, is there someone to fund it? If there's not, okay. then how the hell am I, right? Then 30% is not going to happen. If, yeah. If there is, um, on what basis are they likely to do it? Let me go mm. and ask beforehand. Yes. Oh, they require 20% deposit. And the maximum term they'll fund it is three years. So now I put that into my model, right? I mm -hmm. put the 20% deposit down. I put, I put all that in my cash flow and I mm -hmm. see, okay, 
well, this is how it's now. All this, so your cash flow is less of a thumbsuck and more uh, like you're in love like with it and you can see the nuance, right? Mm. You can see all these things and how it's affecting it. So that's another thing you can do in planning. In fact, you should do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, things like that, taxes. Yes. People forget about that in the planning. And then what happens? They can't pay the VAT, you can't pay... You now uh, need the tax clearance certificate. Your VAT is not up to date. Yeah. Your returns are not filed. And you cannot get a new one. Yeah. And the bid is due tomorrow. Right. So, right. and that I think is perhaps the most practical way to put it, is that those things and VAT that comes from invoices and taxes are not part of your working you capital. Using a, uh, the tax man is the banker. Exactly. And that's not the case. And that's not, should never be the case. Yeah. I think that's, that's quite an interesting point that you're making there, Kumaran, about... Now that you've defined and differentiated what your different and specific needs are, built the relationships, done all of that research, and created that models, um, I think it's important to point out to our viewers at home that there are so many finance calculators that are available, whether it's online, and even with the different funders that they will go and approach, who will actually help them practicalize, for a lack of a better word, <laughs> like um, what Kumaran is saying, and take those numbers and be able to insert them into your projections. And I mean, we play a lot on the internet, and um, we're all playing perhaps with the wrong things and looking for the wrong things, when all of these tools are freely available for us to use. Mm. Yeah, so you don't have to know everything. You can just punch the different numbers as you see them and out comes the number that you ultimately need. So, Kumaran, as we now um, try to just wrap up on this issue of planning ahead, I certainly know that the one area that affects a lot of smaller businesses, emerging businesses, is working capital. And when you look at what the financing need is, often the urgent financing need, it often has very little to do with financing a huge piece of um, machinery that's required for something that you would have capital. known. It's always something to make something happen as soon as possible because there's an opportunity that expires next week that needs to be completed by month end and we've sort of got 20 days to make the whole thing move and you need the money immediately to be able to activate that. So working capital finance is perhaps the most sought after form of funding in our businesses. How do we get a little bit better then at seeking it but also more importantly than seeking it at planning for it just in case it's actually in our businesses. So the, the first part about planning is what I spoke about taking that Excel writing down the month by month uh, the seasonality the different costs I, that's what we covered mm -hmm. right so that gives you the first part of knowing how much you need when you would need it and what are the worst case scenarios for what you would need. Mm -hmm. That's very empowering right yes. and that's, imagine the confidence that gives a funder if you can show that and explain it properly you know yes. as opposed to well speak to my accountant to explain it. Exactly. That's a starting point. Then that will clearly also show you now okay I need so much for machinery uh, when I need it, I mm -hmm. need so much for this truck and when I need that on what basis and I need this working capital or and what's that working capital? Is it for stock? Is the gap? Or is it because my debtors, I need to fund my debtors because I tried as I could. I couldn't bring them from 60 to 30, so let me uh, fund my debtors. So mm. now you know the different thing. It's either you're approaching the bank for an overdraft or you're approaching an asset financer yes. for the machinery or that, mm -hmm. or the working capital. And the working capital, like I said, it's the overdraft or it could be the debtor financing. That's yes, another category that's of funder a, altogether. Yes. Uh, they could be the, we interviewed someone from, I think, stock financing a while yes, ago, right? Mm -hmm. uh, invoice discounting, which is a type of debtor financing. financing. These mm -hmm. are the different types of funders 
all within working capital. Mm -hmm. And depending on what the specific need for that working capital is, you can approach them in advance. Mm -hmm. So that would be something very tangible to do. All right. So, so Kumaran, as we wrap up the show, your tip of the week. You know, planning is not sexy. But noise crying in the middle of the night <laughs> when you don't know how to solve and pay the mm -hmm. bills. So sometimes it pays to do the unsexy. Absolutely. Well, as I always at least say, is you cannot panic and think at the same time. So do all the thinking beforehand before the panic hits your business and you need that funding ASAP. Please do continue to join us in this conversation around small business enterprise funding and contribute to the topics, contribute to your thoughts, share your experiences. Is this useful? Is it not useful? What's working for you? And we'll make sure that we share it with those at home who are perhaps challenged by the things that you were challenged with as well. We look forward to you joining us again on SME Funding. Thank you very much.